0: But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. This is Amanda Gates, and today I have Barbara Chansey on the show of indoor cycle design. Now, one of the reasons that I wanted to have Barbara on the show is she has really become an expert at designing boutique facilities for fitness in particular cycling centers. She also does yoga centers and a couple of other things. But the thing is, is that she realized that she really needed to unite the physical and emotional aspect for a boutique experience with fitness. She realized that the lighting needed to be very particular. It needed to be a a place of non-judgment and full of positivity to allow women to feel empowered and encouraged to do fitness. Now, one of the things that I love about this idea is that she's creating these sanctuaries that are encouraging women to create a lifestyle around fitness. And when we're talking about feng shui, one of the big things, one of the big aspects that I always teach my clients is ways that they can cultivate and care for their chi. In order for us to have smooth chi and to feel really good on a day-to-day basis, we have to move, we have to have physical exercise. And so I love that Barbara has created these environments that encourage women, over 40 especially, to feel really good about the spaces that they inhabit to work out. So today we're going to talk about her idea of purpose and giving back and really empowering women across the globe. And one thing that I love and really took away from this interview was that she said when you're doing the right thing, you know there's nothing to stop you. So I love that she really aligned with her purpose and ran with it even through severe adversity. So today, I hope that you take away from this the idea that you need to get out and start moving. I hope that this encourages you to add fitness to your everyday regimen, even if it's just three push-ups. Every time you pee, you'll get that joke once you listen. And really thinking and considering about the importance of movement and how it makes you feel, especially if you're over 40. All right, are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I am so stoked to invite on today Barbara chansey Hoots to the show. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I'm honored to be on the show. So... What I've kind of taken from all of the information that I've gotten just from your website is that you really are like a fitness guru. You go around and you open up these amazing fitness centers all over the world, but tell the audience a little bit about who you are and how you got into this line of work. Okay, well, I started a company, Indoor Cycle
1: Design, actually um, a dare from a friend, based on the one word criticism. And I always share this story sometimes with clients because when you're criticized, it means that someone believes in you. So early, early, probably you weren't even born yet, but spinning, right? That was Johnny G back in the day. And my tennis coach, I played a lot in the South and he said, you're too slow. You know, you're not going to make it. You can't compete. You need to find a spinning class and pick up your, um, your, your foot speed and improve your Um, your ability to stay on the court longer. So I went to the typical big box gym, took my first class, thought I was going to die, but I fell in love with the music. And so um, fast forward, I taught my first class when the instructor never showed up one day. I just happened to have CDs. I'm sure you remember those. And I was always burning the music for the class. Taught my first class. Afterward, this guy came up, he said, that's the worst class I've ever taken in my life. Like you have no idea what you're doing. You need to get certified. So I traveled and i got my spinning certification. Um, And then I started uh, redesigning studios, meaning I went back to the big box and I realized that I could be a better instructor if the studio were designed differently. And so I convinced him, hey, it's a win-win. I will remodel it. You don't have to pay me a dime. And if you don't double your membership, then Keep it. If you do, then reimburse me. I mean, that's a that's a great approach, right? He had nothing to lose, and so nights and weekends, I would go in and completely redesign this. Again, this was way before Soul Cycle or Flywheel or any of these boutiques. One thing led to another. I had a little website, GoDaddy. I did it myself, and um, my very first client called and said, "I'd love to meet. We're going to open up this great cycling studio." Um, we finally met for dinner, and he and his partners. They said this is the worst website ever you're horrible so every single thing is criticism and they said is this a hobby or a business and i paused and at that moment they left their business card got up walked away and they said grow up your website look like the person we had dinner with and we'll call you when it's a legitimate business have a good day and i was just i was just like you're kidding me so my tennis pro says you're horrible i'm the worst instructor ever and now i have the worst website on the planet and you know what? I just dug my heels in and I said, I'm going to do it. So I went to the bank, got a little loan, and made it better. I had, in the meantime, I had donated classes for the U.S. Army. I was doing everything I could to teach myself the skill of creating the perfect boutique studio so that instructors could be their very best. And fast forward, um, the first call that I got after the launch of the new website was Marisa Wayne in uh, California. She said, I'm opening up Grit. And of course, at the time, I thought, oh, my goodness, that's not a very good name. It turned out to be John Wayne's daughter, <laughs> True Grit, the movie. <laughs> well, oh, now I understand. So this was, I've been doing this now for 10 years. And the reason that I am obsessed and have a calling for designing boutique studios, not only indoor cycling, but, you know, we're doing everything now from yoga, hit, you name it, is because I'm passing the torch to the next generation. So. And now we have clients, we opened the first in Saudi Arabia for women only, first time they've ever been on a bike. We're opening in Bahrain, we open in Brunei, uh, Qatar, Kenya. So all over the world, these young women, and of course, 200 in the United States, but they're coming saying, I want to share, I want to taste what you felt 20 years ago. And that's my drive. That's my purpose. And so along the way, I have an opportunity then to nurture and support and help women particularly, um, through fitness goals and, and help them understand that sometimes it's not about fitness, it's more about happiness, if that makes any sense. Um, I think sometimes they're on a happiness quest, and when you take these fitness classes, the endorphins trigger happiness, and so those lines are blurred. And um, that's the long version, <laughs> so hope that wasn't too long, but that's where I am today was basically a dare, um, criticism, and here I am.
0: Well, I think this is such a beautiful story because I think that the listeners today as they're listening to this, you know, I mean, how many women that are out there that have met criticism that have been, you know, told that you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you don't deserve it, you're not smart enough, you know, all of those uh, bad things that were told throughout our life. And, and what I'm curious is, is. You know, the, the word that I kept hearing was perseverance, like you kept going, even though you kept being told otherwise. So where do you think that you really, you said you dug your heels in, where do you think that perseverance was really coming from? Well, it's a calling, and and this may be a little deep for the show,
1: but, you know, just as a missionary has a calling. I truly believe from the very first time I taught and I saw the change, uh, not again, designing the studio so that people could let go and they didn't feel like they had to compete and they could just be themselves. And when you see tears streaming down someone's face, I thought this is a calling. And so that's what drives me. And I would go knock on doors long ago with spinning and Schwinn and all these bike companies. And I would go, please let me design a studio again. This was a decade ago and they laughed and said, you know, we're not in the interior design business, we're in the fitness business, have a good day. But when you know in your heart you're doing the right thing, nothing stops you. Nothing stops you. And so you just keep chipping away. And just like, um, I, w- I donated a studio in uh, Jamaica of all places and bartered it for vacation <laughs> at Half Moon Resort. And in the US Army, the fitness director was there on his honeymoon. And he said, oh my goodness, this is wonderful. He tracked me down and then I designed one for Fort Bliss, one for infantry and one for the friends and family. And I I just started doing this because it was the right thing to do and to share that gift. And then, you know, it kind of snowballed and suddenly the rest of the world when SoulCycle, I guess, um, was purchased by Equinox and suddenly all the marketing dollars came out. And then Fitness Now boutiques are centers for not only fitness, that's a side, I guess that's a result, but you give back to charity. You feel good. You help other people. Um, It's, it's all charity based and good feeling. And so there's no judgment in these boutiques and that's what people are starving for. Um, As opposed to the big box gyms, you know, sometimes you walk in and you feel like everybody's looking at me and the boutiques are safe. And so when I designed them, I designed them so that they're almost sanctuaries. Now, you know things that happen inside the cycling studio. That's different, but but when you walk in, you immediately feel accepted. There's no judgment, and the lighting is perfect. Every single detail, and um, and I'm especially confident in our designs for for women because um, I want women to feel like they're 16 years old. Uh, I taught a class one time, and <laughs> afterwards, someone said, "How old are you?" <laughs> I said, "When the lights go down, I can be any age." And that's the beauty of it—is taking you back to that time in life when you were happy, when you were young, you didn't have a care in the world, and and it's all about this positivity, this ripple effect. You know, if you can change one hour of your day and be better, then you can change a week and a month and be a better person, be a better a better spouse, a better partner, a better employee. And so that's why I do it. It's just every day I wake up and I wait. For the phone to ring this morning Singapore a young girl called and she said I just want to I want to share this happiness in Singapore Um, we had a call a couple of months ago uh, the princess of Brunei of course I had no idea who it was and she said I live in Brunei the wealthiest fourth wealthiest country in the world and she wanted to open up the very first indoor cycling studio in the country to bring joy and happiness and so those are the, the things that I do. I feel like Jane Fonda sometimes. She's, she once said, I'm in the third act. And I feel that uh, as, a, as a woman in my 50s, I feel that. But I want to share that with that next generation of um, all the things that I experienced through teaching uh, and getting to know people one-on-one
0: when the lights are down and the music's up. I think that's fantastic because I think that that's one place that women do really feel vulnerable is, you know, when they are going to work out, especially if they are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, we're not 16 anymore. And so it can be very intimidating. And so I think it's quite thoughtful to keep the lights down low and to create an environment that feels like a sanctuary and, you know, makes you feel accepted because that's going to help you to have a better work and, you know, a workout and a a better environment so that you feel great about yourself, which is going to keep you coming back for more. So I think it's, it kind of takes it full circle. And I just want to reiterate when you were talking about this idea of purpose, you said when you're doing the right thing, you know, there's nothing to stop you. So I'm hoping that I wanted to reiterate that and I'm hoping that everybody that's listening today takes that to heart because, you know, like Barbara, when you feel it, you can feel it down into your bones that this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And so the universe may put those roadblocks up and, and put things in your way, but they're there for a purpose so that you can persevere and so that you can, you know, break through that and, and really give back in big ways, which Barbara is doing at, on such a grand scale. So I'm curious now, you know, you're a decade in, you're, you're coming out on the other side, you're changing women's lives, you're changing, you know, we were just talking before the show, this idea of the Middle East and, and opening these centers over there where they don't have the luxury like we do to just, you know, go out and, and get fitness. This is for some of these women, this is the first time that they're getting to do this. So they're really having these amount, you know, enormous amounts of gratitude towards you. What is that like to experience that you're changing these women's lives? Uh, well, um, it
1: warms my heart. And uh, the interesting thing is just an observation. Now that I've worked with all these women, we, we have uh, clients on six continents. And believe it or not, they all want the same thing. So we are changing the world, not through religion or politics, but through these small fitness studios. And I think, you know, a lot of this, um, the rituals that we have, um, so for example, in the United States, you know, whatever your ritual is that you want to to get up, make up your bed, um, brush your teeth of all these crazy things. And I noticed that the rituals in some of these other countries are quite unique. And I've been humbled by working with these clients. Um, I, sometimes, um, you know, we have a false sense of superiority. And when I go to these countries and realize um, how how appreciative they are um, some of their rituals are that they wake up and they say um, this is a, a quote that I learned from Brunei uh, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday and all is well what a great way to wake up and so this there they don't have that sense of um, of stress that we do now they have certainly other problems but the appreciation they wake up with a sense of gratitude and so The more you're inclined to gratitude, the less likely you are depressed, anxious, lonely, insecure, and so to consider how fortunate you are. So every day when I wake up, if I'm vertical, it's a good day, and what I realized These enormous hurdles. For example, Fatima Batouk, she was a young woman five years ago, and we we launched the very first in her country. The government was going to shut her down. She had three spinning bikes, and now she is a master instructor and um, she works with spinning, which is so exciting. But we had to go before the government and get a law passed that women could actually ride a bicycle in the privacy of their own studio. And so the challenges that they face, and then suddenly to come back to the United States, um, we hear a lot of complaining. So what I like to do is realize that you can take your passion seriously, but not take yourself so seriously. So I like to, to say, if, when you wake up and you say, oh, these are the things I have to do. I have to clean the house. I cook dinner. I have to pay the bills. I have to pick up the kids. And then you follow it with, and I love it. And I love it. I have to have six meetings. I'm stuck in traffic. I've got emails. And I love it. My mother-in-law's coming, and I love it. And so when you start making fun, right, is start appreciating the fact that you have a home to clean and that that you have a gym that you can go to. And sometimes the complaints that we hear is, you know, I, I don't like the instructor or I don't like the equipment or, I mean, all the complaints. And these clients in other countries are just starving, just starving for what we have that we take for granted. So um, I, I've come back realizing that, Have gratitude as a ritual every day. Uh, Claim one win a day. One win a day using your intuition and your resourcefulness. One win might be you got a parking place. You maneuvered your way. One win that you had to use your intellect to win. And I know that's silly sometimes, but those are little small rituals that these women in other countries keep their self esteem by saying, I outsmarted this person, or I was able to, to solve this problem. That was a win. Uh, and then another thing that they do, um, which is a a life lesson for me is some of my clients in other countries wake up to change something. They don't want to change the world. They don't want to change their healthcare system. They just want to change their day. And this goes back to that impact of the ripple effect. So, you know, if being able to go to a yoga class will change your hour, then that ripple effect changes ultimately others. And I think sometimes in the US, we don't realize that we, we almost uh, are, are not entitled, but we have so many choices. And we are so particular sometimes that we're not grateful. And um, that's been the lesson I think of, of understanding these women worldwide who are just so hungry for anything that we take for granted.
0: Hmm, I would agree with that. And I'm curious, I know that a lot of uh, women that I know here in the States, you know, we definitely do have a lot of options. We, you know, take it for granted that we can join a gym or go to a yoga studio. So, you know, in your experience, now that you've done this for over a decade and and seen this miraculous change that not only the ability to work out, but to um, see how it can really change your life. I'm curious A lot of the women that I know that are over 40 always say, oh gosh, I would love to work out, but I don't have the time. Or, you know, I try to, but I can only get to the gym, you know, one or two days a week. And, uh, you know, having a, a regular yoga practice myself, I know that the difference in me and how I show up is vastly different if I don't go. What are some rituals or routines that you have found to be effective for women over 40 to get their butt to a studio, to go into that sacred space, connect with other women that are the same as them and to, to start doing that fitness regimen to help change their life. Um, well,
1: I am right there with you. And um, it's interesting because I am the face of this um, design firm, right, for fitness. And so I feel this enormous burden that you have to show up representing the brand. And and I'm like you everyone is busy but what I've learned is we don't waste time we waste ourselves and we have the same number of hours that mother teresa was given the same number of hours that albert einstein had and if you don't have 10 minutes for yourself then maybe you need to get a better life. <laughs> Tony Robbins once said, you know, if you honestly don't have 10 minutes uh, in your life that you can give yourself then you need to rethink this. 10 minutes a day is better than one hour a week. And because I travel so much, you know, I understand that I don't have the luxury as many of your women don't to to take a class because life is busy. Life takes over. But a couple of things that I've learned, again, it goes back to these small little wins, right? So um, these are silly things, but this is just what I do because, um, you know, we're traveling, we're all crazy. When you brush your teeth, why not do calf raises? Right, two minutes of calf raises. (laughs) It works great. Walking fast, okay, it's amazing um, how slow people have become. Uh, Walking at a glacial pace is not impressive. It doesn't. You don't have to be special to be slow. But when you walk a little bit faster, you create this energy, and suddenly people are listening. Uh, Talk standing up. Have walking meetings when clients will say, "Oh, let's let's get together for lunch." I'm like, "No, let's meet at at this trail or wherever. Let's let's walk for 30 minutes. That's much better than sitting, um, parking far 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 away." So here's one of my favorites: standing in line. I have to do this right. So whether you're at Whole Foods or or even getting gas, but when you're standing in line, why not just practice standing tall, practice, you know, pulling in your abdominals, practice standing uh, with perfect posture, Uh, TV time. Every time there's a commercial, why not do crunches? So those are the little tiny things and they sound like, oh, that's, I should never do that. But 10 minutes a day is better than nothing. And so when I'm out traveling, the one thing I do take is a Dyna band. And um, that's one of those, you know, those large stretchy bands. So at least if I'm on a plane, I can at least do some stretches to, to keep my blood flowing. And, and that is the one thing that I do travel with. And, um, but I think those little tiny things, again, it's not your goals. Oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. It's your ritual, maybe 10 minutes a day. Um, you can go into 50 squats. I used to do that challenge, 50 squats a day. You can do 50 squats on three, go in again to the bathroom and just do 10 squats and then come back out. Anytime if you're working or busy, but your mind has to always be thinking forward, live life forward, be thinking forward. How can I get this in my day? And becomes kind of a challenge, you know, and it's, it's kind of a, a game, if you will, that you can say, wow, how can
0: I do this today? And
1: then just check it off.
0: I love that, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because I have weeks where like, I'm currently put, putting together a course, and so it's been very hectic here in the office, and I have weeks where I may only be able to get to the yoga studio once or twice as opposed to I try to go four days a week. And so what I have started doing is every single time I pee, I do three push-ups after. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) I tell you. If I'm on a conference call, I have these little tiny, which I'm not even sure that they're doing anything, but I have little five pound weights. And so if I'm on a conference call, I will pace in my office and I will do, I'll do curls while I'm talking on the phone or I'll do squats, or you know, like I said, if I pee, I do a push-up, and so I may only throughout you know and some days, I may pee ten times, so I may get thirty push-ups in, and so it doesn't <laughs> feel like a full workout because I didn't do it you know for a solid hour, but I am doing it throughout the day, and so I just I, I just look at it as compound interest, like I've got to be doing something in accomplish exactly <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I think those are great tips. I think everybody can squeeze that in. Whatever that ritual looks like for you, you know, for me I forget. And so I actually got the idea of when I pee to do the push-up from a friend of mine who is a CEO of a marketing company. And so he read it in an article somewhere and he's like, "I now do a push-up every time I pee." And I'm like, "Well, I'm going to do every time I pee."
1: <laughs> it's true. And you know when people say I don't have time, what that means is they don't want to, all right, whether that's in a personal relationship or when you say I don't have time, it's, it, you don't want to. You have time to do what is important. And again, it goes back to surely you can give yourself 10 minutes and then, you know, maybe on the weekend, give yourself that full hour. Um, but also, you know, I think that fitness starts when a very young age. And so uh, I don't know if your listeners have small children, but here is a tip that I used. Um, it was shared with me. Um, by a very phenomenal Montessori teacher long ago. And she said, punishment should be running laps, right? Now, hear me out before everybody starts jumping up and down, because specifically little girls, what happened is we don't have recess in school. And you know, this wonderful endorphin rush that you feel as an adult. And so I started doing this with my own children and at her advice and so it's positive punishment. Whenever if there's um if somebody hits or they say something nasty and or they're tense, three laps around the house. And if it's raining, here's an umbrella. You can skip it. You can walk it. If you have you know two children, then one can count in Spanish, one count in Japanese. It's five laps, whatever. But it's positive punishment because they oxygenate their brain. They come in, and all of a sudden they forgot what the argument was. Gives you a little bit of time to to regroup as a parent, but I started doing this earlier with my own daughters and then by the time they were 10 or 11 years old, they were in phenomenal shape. They could run a mile simply because of all the punishment, (laughs) right? (laughs) Taken. And so, and then all of a sudden their coaches in middle school, with their sports are like, wow, these kids are conditioned. (laughs) They're amazing. Um, Sometimes getting to the ball is the hardest part rather than hitting it. Right. So, so those are positive, fun ways you can start at a very young age. And, and that way the relationship is mended because you know, you come in the house, and again, if it's cold, here's mittens, but it gives everybody a little bit of space, and so it teaches you at a very young age that that fitness makes you feel better, you know, and you just feel good after you've been out, and I think starting with young girls, they just are not allowed to to work out or exercise or run, very few, because school is, we've cut that out, and um, so I'm actually working with one client, Texas, and we, I believe this will be the first children's indoor cycling studio. So we have the bikes already in there for ages uh, four to nine years old. And um, we're thinking this is phenomenal. So you can actually book a class for your child and the music will be clean, uplifting, but
0: why not? Little 25 minute classes. Awesome. I love the idea of doing it for kids. I am curious, you know, like I said, before we got started, the the median age of my listeners is, you know, 40s and 50s. And so I'm curious, you know, a lot of the women that fall into this generation may have never worked out in their life. I know my mother is 60 and she has never worked out a day in her life. Um, I'm curious what some of the mistakes are that women make and, and if they've never worked out, what are some of the things that they can overcome to get started? Um, well, it's fascinating because
1: we have women in their seventies who are on the front row in our indoor cycling classes. And um, it's, it's a funny story, and then I'll get to your question. Uh, a client in, in uh, Houston one time called, and they were younger. They said, Barbara, we're ordering clothes for, you know, we know what to get for the 20 and 30 year olds, but tell me what a 50 year old would wear. And of course, you know, <laughs> got very quiet. And I said, Well, why don't you call Madonna? All right. <laughs> she got, and I said, You don't dress the age, you dress the body. All right. So 60 year old women are now the equivalent of 40, and um, things are changing quickly. So I think, um, the one thing that I that I observe, all right, is that it's the mindset of women who, they have to overcome what I call the storyteller's mind. Mm. And let me explain. If you could imagine a box on the left, and that is expectation. Another box on the right is reality. The space in between is where the storyteller's mind creeps in. And a quick example is, when I was teaching years ago, my expectation was this is the best class ever. It's going to be phenomenal. And the reality is two people got up and walked out. Okay. My storyteller's mind said, I must not have been very good. They didn't like my music. Something's wrong. You know, I did something. The reality is, one was sick she didn't feel well and the other had to get to work and said 30 minutes is better than nothing so when it comes to women who are just starting their fitness journey that storyteller's mind will creep in the expectation is i'm going to walk in and i'm going to be the oldest one i'm going to be the one out of shape i'm not going to know the reality is no one cares the reality is everyone is there for themselves Uh, our time is valuable and we're not even checking anyone out so that storytellers mind if they have to assume the best and that is why again the boutiques I think are so wonderful because when you walk in the door you feel this amazing warmth that you'll never hear anyone say yes ma'am or no sir because um, well, that's not allowed in fitness you know we don't we don't put labels like doctor or miss or especially in the south I think a lot of people are using those debutante skills and and they put those labels which um, are judgmental So again. 1670. I can tell you that is prime for fitness and it's social. You know, they have a good time. So that would be that the, my advice is don't ever let that storyteller's mind creep into anything. Um, expectation and reality, that void between is, is where people get insecure and they're thinking that, oh, you know, I'm not going to be very good. I'm not, not at all. Most people are so concerned with their own life they don't even realize, you know, so that would be my advice to your mother and anyone else who thinks they want to take that first step into fitness, um, find, find a a yoga studio or a cycling that is probably a boutique rather than the big box gym.
0: Yeah, I think that's really great advice because, you know, I've been working out my entire life. I worked out in high school all through my 20s and 30s and I work out now and I look at someone like my mom and and she moves around a lot and she, you know, she is an ER nurse. So she on her odometer, she can easily in one night put 40,000 steps on. So it's not like she's not moving. But I do know that the idea of going to uh, a gym or something would be intimidating to her because she would feel like, oh my God, like all the people around me have been doing this for years and I'm on day one. So I can see how someone, you know, who's in her sixties could be intimidated by all that. And so I think it's great advice to, you know, the, what is the, the saying, the journey of a thousand steps starts with the first step. Exactly. Exactly. It's the first step
1: you know no that's true and and another thing that i notice again just by observation is that i'll see these personal trainers sometimes working with these women and the i believe that the very first thing that women should explore would be their hormonal state, okay? Now, certainly I'm not a physician, but I do know that if the estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, thyroid, if all of that's not balanced, then it doesn't matter if you eat bird seed and do a 1,000 crunches a day. Things are not going to, you're not going to change. You're not going to drop the 20 pounds or whatever you're looking for. So uh, I think balanced hormone would be the first thing. I see these personal trainers who are in their 20s and 30s, and they're just not there yet. And so, you know, I would encourage anyone to at least find out that you, um, your hormones are balanced so that you're not beating yourself up for something that's beyond your control.
0: Mm, I'm so glad that you said that. I actually uh, just got back from a medical conference uh, two weeks ago in uh, San Diego. And that was the big theme uh, for women over 40 and how a lot of our hormones are getting out of balance due to the food system, the stuff that's in our water, all the stuff in our toiletries. Um, There's just so many toxins and chemicals, um, not to mention like the Glade plug-ins and things like that. There's just so many toxicities uh, surrounding us that is screwing up our hormones. And so I would encourage everyone, if you are over 40, to get your hormones checked because I I am hearing this a lot. It seems to be um, a topic that's coming up a lot in the last five years or so where people are talking about that. And that could be really frustrating if you are trying to lose weight or get trim, and you're, you know, like eating absolutely nothing and working out and not achieving the results, how simple would it be to go get your hormones checked and find out? Oh, there's another reason why. Yes, absolutely.
1: And I hear women complain sometimes. You know, when I was teaching a lot of these classes, they would come up to you and, you know, you've made a connection with them, and and they would just pour their heart out to you, and they go, "I'm trying, I'm trying," and and they're tired and they're foggy and all those things, and so. Uh, again, the um, the bio identical hormones, whichever the ones are not synthetic. But I would explore that and find out. Make sure that that you're balanced, and then add your fitness and in your changes in your diet. And the other thing about fitness too, you have to remember that everyone has a different reason for going to the gym or going to a class or fitness. Some are training for a triathlon, but a tennis tournament, or, or any sport. Others they have to lose 20 pounds to reduce their blood pressure or whatever their doctor said, stress on their joints. Some people are recovering from injury and this is part of their physical therapy, especially with indoor cycling. It's great mobility for your knee. And <laughs> frankly, we, most of us, we just want to look better when we take our clothes off. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And so everyone has a different reason for fitness. And, and, So once you understand that we're all here for a different reason, then that judgment that sometimes we perceive is not, it just disappears. And we realize that everyone has their own focus. And, um, And then that goes back to, as you said, the hormonal things, find out, get your balance and then understand what your levels are, correct something that's too high, too low, try to get back to that woman you were at 30, whatever those levels were. And then you have a basis for developing a fitness program.
0: I think these are all really fantastic tips. I think that, you know, if you're listening today and and maybe you sort of kind of have a workout routine, maybe not really. um, I think if you glean anything from this, it's, you know, get started, do something, um, figure out what your why is, why you do want to do it. If it's just like uh, Barbara was talking about, maybe to lose 20 pounds, feel a little bit better, maybe sleep better. There's so many benefits to uh, fitness. And, and not to mention, you, you were talking about earlier about the endorphins and how it makes you happier and it makes you feel better. Um, I can definitely attest to that and, and how it boosts your mood. What I'd love to ask is, as we're wrapping up here, I'd like to know, you know, I think that, You mentioned this idea of stories and how we like to come up with the story of why we can't get to the gym or why we don't have time. So I think one of the the missing aspects is, is that a lot of women think it's a chore. It's just one more thing that they have to do. So in your experience, Barbara, what are some things that women can do to make it a little bit more fun and a little bit more enjoyable so that it really becomes a part of their lifestyle? I realize that
1: women in particular will give effort if it's for someone other than themselves. All right. We fall into, (laughs) yes, we fall into this habit of saying, oh, well, you're selfish, you're narcissistic, and you're egotistical if you're going to the gym for yourself. And so first of all, we are the anchors. We are the ones everyone turns to to put out all the fires. And we have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of those who depend on us. And so, first of all, you have to accept that we're not doing it for ourselves necessarily. We're doing it so that we can be strong to help others who are counting on us. Um, So, things that I've realized is that if you were to sign up for a run walk, all right, in the name of charity for cancer, of course we'll do it because it's not for us, right? So, those are fun. Um, A lot of our cycling studios, in particular, we always give back to charity. For example, um, in California, there's a studio where you buy three and we feed one. Uh, in Qatar, we buy five classes and we donate one library book to a children's reading initiative. So when you sign up for a cause, suddenly that's a good way to get into fitness is by helping others. You know, maybe there's a, a, an event of uh, uh, any kind for autism or cancer, any kind of these walk-run events. That's a really good way to help others. And then suddenly, if that makes sense, you're, you're realizing that's a good way to make it fun and enjoyable and bring your kids and then eventually start um, doing it for yourself so that you can take care of all those people who are counting on you. Because you need all the things, um, you want to be able to help people and you have you can't do it if your body and mind are not strong. So I think for you to be the happiest person you can, you have to have physical energy to stay in good shape. You have to have mental energy, your focus, your emotional energy, your feelings, and your spiritual energy, or you are not going to serve the people who are counting on you. So because of that, stop thinking of fitness is for me and think of this hour is for all the people in my life who are counting on me. And that way it shifts it, if that helps you understand. That's been my mindset anyway. It's not a selfish thing. It's a giving thing is fitness.
0: Mm, I love that. Well, Barbara, if people want to learn more about your studios and see if they have one in their uh, city that they live in, or if they want to learn more about you, where can they go to find you?
1: The best place is the website. It's very simple, indoorcycledesign.com. And you can send a drop a request for information And we've done studios all over the world, as I said, for, and we don't advertise. Uh, We, I believe that likes attract likes. And so the right people find us, drop a note and, and we'll be happy to, um, to introduce indoor cycling or any other form of uh, fitness into your community. And. That's why I do it, is for women like you and all the people who are on your show, is to just spread a little bit of joy throughout the world. I believe that we are quietly changing the world together, you know, just one pedal stroke at a time. And there is this movement, I believe, all over the world that people are feeling that fitness is joining us together.
0: Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for saying yes to this, Barbara, and coming onto the show today and sharing with my audience all these fantastic, amazing tips to get people off their butts, outside, working out, getting healthy so that they can give back in big ways. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Amanda. Wasn't that fantastic? I just love her approach around fitness and this whole idea that it's a true mind-body-spirit connection that really makes women want to do it. I know I've been working out my whole life, but when I think about my mom, she's never worked out a day in her life, and this may be just the thing that would make her a little bit more comfy to want to do it. But I'm hoping that today, after listening to this, if you maybe haven't worked out in a while or have been questioning if you should... I'm hoping that this encourages you to get out, to start moving, and maybe take a cycle class or a yoga class or do something a little bit more boutique that, you know, has a tribal feel to it, connection with other women, and uh, is more fun. All right. If you would like more information about this show, be sure to head over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com for show notes. I'd also like to remind you if you are interested in getting a floor plan reading, you can go on over to our website and just click on the feng shui tab. It will take you to the contact form where you can reach out to my team to get one of those today. And don't forget, if you like the show, be sure to hit that button and subscribe, leave us a review. We love to hear from you. We hope that this show is changing your life. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.